Welcome to the New Life in Australia podcast, hosted by me, Karen Bleakley, founder of SmartStepsToAustralia.com. Moving to Australia with my family was a life-changing experience, but it wasn't without its challenges. That's why I'm passionate about making the relocation and resettlement process easier for you, so you can enjoy this exciting adventure. Join me and my special guests as we share professional secrets and tips, learn from people who've made the move, and discover businesses that can help you realise your dreams. Now is the best time to create the life you've always wanted. This podcast is here to show you what's possible and to inspire you every step of the way. Let's go. Let's take a moment to acknowledge the Gubby Gubby people, the traditional owners and custodians of the land on which I live, work and play. I thank them for the privilege of being able to live in such an incredible part of the world and I pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Hey there, welcome to episode three of the New Life in Australia podcast. Today I'm chatting to a really good friend of mine, Tracy Collins, who runs the UK travel planning website. I'm really excited for you to listen to this today because it's so much about the mindset involved in making the move to Australia. And I absolutely love Tracy's flexible approach. So let's get started and we'll dive straight in. Hey Tracy, can you please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself? Hi, yeah, my name is Tracy Collins. Thanks for the intro, Carrie. Yeah, my name is Tracy Collins. I'm originally from the UK, lived in Australia for nearly six years now. No, it is six years, just six years, a few weeks ago, actually. I'm six years. Um, originally, I'm from the Northeast, but I have lived all over the world before we moved to Australia. So I think this is our, uh, well, for me, it's our seventh seventh country to live in, but I'm loving Australia, which is why we've been here six years now. And I'm actually now Australian, proudly Australian. Oh, I love how you've travelled all around the world and you've ended up here in sunny Brisbane. Um, so can you give us a bit of an overview about your experience of moving to Australia? Um, yeah, so we, I decided to apply in, oh, I, guess, I think it was probably 2012. No, it was probably, be, uh, yeah, it was about 2012 because I was about to turn that, that magic 45 number which if at that point is much more difficult or was then to get a visa. So we had to make a decision. So actually, I think it was probably the year before, maybe 2011. I can't exactly remember the date, but we decided that if we were going to apply for a visa, we need to do it sharpish. So we decided to apply. The visa came through in the October. So it was very quick. We applied for permanent residency. I'm a teacher. My husband's a nurse. So it wasn't it wasn't too difficult to get, really. Um, and then we we came out in, I think it was 2013, we came out just to validate our visa. And then we went back to the UK and sat on it for five years. So can I just ask, which do you, um, you said both of you have got really good skills. Um, whose skill did you come on? Was it a 189 permanent residency visa you came over on? It was, and it was me as a secondary school teacher. I did that application, so yeah, I did had to do all the lovely English tests and oh, had the fun of all of that. So yeah, we applied, had a an agent who did all the work for, and yeah, just kept asking us for different bits of paper and and bits and pieces like university degrees. And I did my university degree in South Africa, so trying to get all that information was interesting. Um, yeah, so getting all that sorted. So we we wanted permanent residence. We wanted to have the surety of just moving over and uh, and having that so yeah we applied for that got that fairly smoothly actually it went through really quickly um, but obviously then you have to validate and that was a bit tricky because um, at that point actually my husband was in university studying to be a nurse at that point because he changed his career actually in his early 40s 
So he was at university in his final year and my brother decided to get married at the Easter time. And that was the only time we could actually get over to Australia to validate. Now, we'd never been here before. Let me just say that as well. We'd never visited Australia before. We came for five days. That's all we could take off work and college and university. You decided to move before you'd visited. And then after you'd got your visa, you came over for five days. For five days. Yep, that was it. So we flew over, came to Brisbane, um, had a quick look around and then flew back. But the, the important thing was that we'd validate our visa. Um, at that point, so my daughter was only 17. We didn't want to move her over at that point because she was in an important part of her education. So um, that was I was committed to making sure that she finished that before we moved anywhere. I just didn't want to disrupt her. Um, so actually, we went back to the UK and we, we didn't move from that point for yeah it was four four years maybe no I mean the visa was about to expire so yeah it was four years after we came and validated it which we did within six months I think it was Um, I mean I don't know if the time frames are still the same we had to come validate once you validated you still had the length of time until the visa expired to come so we actually arrived in August 2017 um, and the visa was due to expire in October so we really pushed it to the last we were for for quite a few years we were like should we go should we not should we go should we not it was all of that push pull um and then basically about 18 months before we just decided no let's let's just go for it let's sell our house and and move over because we've got this amazing opportunity so that's what we decided to do so looking for work what were you looking for work as a secondary school teacher were you looking in Brisbane were you looking all around Australia did you find it easy from the UK to do job searches online or did you did you move with a job so basically what I did is I registered on seek jobs in Australia and so my background is a, is a bit interesting in that I haven't been actually teaching as a secondary school teacher for quite a few years I was actually qualified in special needs and became a head of special needs at school in the UK but for the last about 15 years 14 years or something like that before we moved over I was actually working for the local authority as an advisor so I didn't want to go back into a school situation so I was looking for something slightly different. So I just found on Seek a job that kind of fitted the, my skill set. And I applied through Seek and got an interview and was actually offered the job. Um, so yes, I did move over to Australia with a job. Um, and my husband at that point had qualified as a nurse. So once we knew where we were going to move to, he then applied for jobs in his area of nursing and he secured a job so we both had jobs to come to that's amazing because I know when we moved we didn't have jobs and I know so many people don't because it's very industry specific I think whether industries are willing to consider appointing you from overseas or not or whether they're willing to talk to you and interview you before you actually get over here so I know that in Matt's industry he my husband works in aviation and a, a lot of the jobs there really you have to physically be in the country before they'll even talk to you jobs where you were able to um did w- did the jobs kind of give you any relocation expenses or anything like that or was it you obviously you'd got your 189 visa already so you didn't need to be sponsored by an employer um, did, did they give you any support with moving over no, not no financial support or anything like that. Just basically a start date that we were we, we had to be over by, uh, and that was it. A few conversations before we came, just about sort of where where we're going and and a bit of information about the town. But no, really, it was. But it was it was fine because we had organised a house sit, so we knew where we were going to go. So that made things a little bit easier for us. But I must admit, once once we did get here. My husband kind of he 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 wanted he'd applied quite often through it this for this particular company through Seek and didn't get an interview from the UK. But as soon as he was in Australia, he did. 
Um, so he actually did start to work for that company and still works for them, actually. It'll be nearly six years in November he's been working with that same company. So it was easier for him with that once he was here. But, yeah, it was it was, it was was probably – we were moving anyway. I literally had got everything through in about April and then got the job in – maybe around about the May time I did the interview because it was about coming up half term in the UK and I remember having that conversation and then got the job so we actually really only started moving in terms of on things we knew were coming but we didn't exactly know where we knew Queensland and we'd kind of picked out Brisbane but we we went from that so we had an area we're looking at but we're we're talking probably six weeks before we came we actually had a kind of final idea of where we're actually moving to. Yeah and I think there's a lot of benefits in doing it the way that you did it because when like when we were making the move, a lot of people kept saying to us, haven't you found a job before you move? And and you're paying for all of this yourself. You're not being sponsored by an employer and things like that. But actually, when you move on a 189 visa, you're free to go wherever you like. You're not committed to anything. And it gives you a certain amount of freedom that you don't have if you are committing that you're going to work for a particular employer or move into a particular state or something like that. It definitely gives you a lot more freedom to, to move around. So tell us a little bit about where it was you ended up moving to. Where was the job when you first arrived? So the job was in Mackay, which is in Queensland, but further about 11 hours drive north of Brisbane. So tropical part of Queensland. And it was fine, but it just really, nothing against Mackay, if anybody's listening, because Mackay is lovely. It was really nice, but it was a bit too small for what I wanted and also I knew that our daughter was going to be moving over within sort of 12 months and she would be down in Brisbane so you know after a few months I kind of thought no this isn't going to be right it doesn't fit feel right for me and at that point my husband had applied for a job with a company he wanted to work with and they had offered him a job down in Brisbane I was quite lucky in that the company that I worked for also has offices in Brisbane so they just agreed to transfer me down um, so that made things a lot e- easier and smoother and that he came down before me, was working here about three weeks, and then I flew down from Mackay and basically started work in the same company the week after. Yeah. So it was very smooth. So, so how easy was it relocating down to Brisbane, 11 hours drive? I'm, I'm presuming it was a lot easier and a lot cheaper than flying out to Australia and getting out to Australia in the first place. Did Had you had shit, things shipped to Mackay that you then had to have shipped to Brisbane? Or like, how did the whole process the, the we had something shipped which had arrived in they didn't it actually didn't arrive in Brisbane until the beginning of December and that by that point we'd actually moved back down <laughs> we'd moved to Brisbane so it wasn't any issue and um, Doug drove down I think he flew down once or twice from Mackay because he, he came up to visit and the very final oh uh, the final trip down with our stuff because what we actually just brought over with us because we'd sent a couple of suitcases over we just drove down and then I flew back up for the last week or so I think it was and then I flew back down and that was it It was it was fairly easy we were lucky in that with a friend who's a relocation agent who just who actually found a an apartment for us she came and did all of that because that was the one thing we were struggling with is that how do we get somewhere to live in Brisbane when we're in Bakai? without flying backwards and forwards because you actually have to see somewhere. So she she just, we ha- found a few places and she went and have a look around for us. So we actually now live in and bought the place that that, um, that she found. So that was really useful. Um, and so we didn't bring a lot with us from the UK, I'm going to say that. And we actually rented a, a furnished apartment, which made things a lot easier. So the one, the place you're living in now was one you that was rented for you and secured for you before you'd seen it? And then you moved down and then yes. bought it. 
Yes, brilliant. Yes, <laughs> it's fantastic. Honestly, we've been very lucky. We we moved to Australia. We did a house sit for three months, and then we moved into the apartment that we now still live in. That's amazing. And we've got a podcast coming soon about your house sitting experience as well. So um, look out for that one coming up because that is a really great story as well. I absolutely love how flexible your mindset has been through the whole thing. I I think it becomes, it's obvious that you've obviously traveled around a lot and that you've moved to different countries and that you're not, you're not approaching it all with a really fixed mindset. You moved, moved to Mackay, it didn't work for you. You moved to Brisbane, you kind of go off traveling. You like, you make things work for how you want them to work. You don't sort of feel trapped in a box or that you have to, it has to happen a particular way. And I think I hear so many people say, oh, we moved to the Sunshine Coast and we couldn't find a job after a couple of weeks and it didn't work for us, so we went back home. Or we moved to Perth and it was it was a certain way and we didn't like it, so we moved back home. But actually, you don't have to do that. There's other opportunities here. If the first place you move to in Australia isn't quite right, every city and every town has a really different feel and a different vibe and different opportunities for you. And it's okay to move again. It's a huge country and everywhere is different. And, you know, people say that the different states are different. So Queensland is going to be different from New South Wales, which will be different from Tasmania, which will be different from Western Australia, which will be different from South Australia. You know, you have to literally take look at the place that you live in. And if it doesn't, you have to actually examine as well. I think this is really important. Because I've I've moved so many times in my life around the world, is that the first six months are always hard. It doesn't matter where you've been before. So whether you have lived in the same town or village in the UK your entire life and this is your first move, or whether, like me, you have lived in seven different countries around the world, the first six months are always, always hard because you haven't got your friends, you haven't got the support structure, you don't know your way around the shops, you don't know where the, the dentist is, the doctor is. You don't have all those connections. You don't know where the mechanic is that you will fix your car. Those connections and all of that that you have built up over the years or whatever way you've been living will be gone. You have got to build that up again and you will build that up again. You will get those connections and those people again. You just have to understand that that is something that you will get through. There'll be days when you'll be thinking, oh, I just want the familiar. I just want to go back to what I know. And when that happens, you have to think, what got you here in the first place? Yeah. Why did you leave? <laughs> so For sure. I think that's important. And I think it's just too easy to become, um, you know, the ping pong palm that we all hear about. Mm-hmm. It's just too easy to do that. And actually, you've already done the hardest thing. You've already done it. You're here. If you're here, you've done the hardest thing. You just have to get through that first six months. Get through that and you'll be fine. So we re- we came, we spent three months in one place and then we moved down to Brisbane, which we've been very happy in Brisbane. We've, we, we'll be here for the rest of our lives. This will be our base. We've bought an apartment. But you just have to recognize. You have to also be easy on yourself. You're going to realize that there are going to be days where it's going to be harder. It's going to be easier. If you've got kids, there are days where the kids are going to be find it harder. There'll be some times where the kids will find it more difficult. You just have to be aware of it and be prepared for it. Yeah. I think that's the thing. So that mindset, if you come over and you think it's all just going to be, you know, um, sitting on the beach in the sunshine, you still have to go to work. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's key is that, with with especially if you're moving with a family or with a partner, there'll be days when one of you is down because it happens. And 
you've got to aim that when one of you's down, the other one's up so that you can lift them back up with you. And you go through cycles of it all. And it does take time to just find your feet and get settled in. And you can do as much research as you can online, which before you move, which really helps and speaking to people who live in those areas. But eventually, you just kind of need to go with it, pick a place, move there, see how you settle in. And like you say, if you don't settle in, do something about it and make the move. But also, I think it's good to know that with job opportunities and things, I know that's something that I often hear about why people don't stay is they'll come out for a little while. They couldn't find the opportunity they were looking for. But quite often, you need to take any opportunity as a stepping stone to get you where you want to be. Because I think in a, in a way, we kind of dream that we're just going to move to Australia and everything's going to be perfect and in place and we've got this dream life. But actually, it's a stepping stone process to getting to that dream life. So you might have to start off in a smaller house or with a job that isn't quite the right perfect job for you and move towards that dream life as you go because it's a stepping stone process to get where you want to be. But it doesn't mean that it's not working. It just means that it's a bit more of a journey. So yeah, I think mindset is so important and, and it's so good that you were able to to do that and relocate. Yeah, I just want to say, I, I think one thing that you just said there, Karen, is really, really important is that you need to communicate with your partner because you don't necessarily, they may not tell you or show you exactly how they're feeling. And I think, I just remember sitting in the car, Doug and I decided to do a road trip and we both at the same time were going through a really homesick period. Um, and we'd been here a couple of years and we were settled, but it just came both of us and it was really interesting but we were really open about how we felt so what we did is we booked a trip back to the UK so that's what we did we went back and that was enough to kind of at that point we're considering whether to buy the apartment what we're going to do and and that was the best way for us to deal with that but I think acknowledging it if you ignore it it doesn't go away and then it can gnaw away at you because you will get this you'll basically put the UK, wherever you've come from, on a pedestal and it'll be all perfect. You won't remember the grey days. You won't remember the rain. You won't remember scraping your car for, you know, in the morning to start. You won't remember all of that. You'll just remember the the perfect, happy days that you had, which, of course, isn't life. So just communicate is really, really important. Yeah, that's important. And I know you were mentioning about ping pong poms earlier on, and I think a lot of people do move over and then it doesn't instantly fit what they were expecting and then they move back to their home country because they've got these rose-tinted glasses on about what the experience was like where they used to live. I know so many people then that have moved back over to Australia again and realised then that that was what they needed to reinforce that they were doing the right thing all over in the first place. But it, it's an expensive experience to do that. And it's a lot of upheaval to to move back and move back again. So um, just give yourself a little bit of time. And like you say, just be flexible with where you're going to go. You don't have to make a decision for the rest of your life right now. Um, just be thinking about what you're going to do next, the next move. So you're in Brisbane now, not too far from me. How does this location now suit your lifestyle so well? It's absolutely perfect. So we're we're about 25 minutes drive away from our daughter, who's who's now here. She's living with her partner in Brisbane. Um, so we're close to her. We're also... Uh, it's just a fantastic location, actually, because there's a lots of things to do down here. So we can get to the cold gold, gold Coast really quickly. We can get to Sunshine Coast really quickly, get to the, the Tweed in New South Wales, which I absolutely adore, really quickly. We're also about 20 minutes from the airport, which is fantastic because 
I do travel a lot for my job, so it means that I can get to the airport and, and jet off without having to think about it. We also have an apartment which we bought. As I say, it was furnished actually when we bought it. We've slowly replaced all the furniture, but we didn't have the pressure of having to buy all new furniture because it was already there. Um, so we bought it. It's very easy for us. There's just me and Doug, so obviously our daughter's grown up. So we just lock up the apartment. Our, got, our car stays in the garage below, and we can take off for, for a couple of months at a time when we're doing some work around the business without having to think about it. So I just need to mention, if people think I'm still in teaching, I'm not, I don't teach anymore. <laughs> I have my own online business. So, yeah, just it would be lovely if you could take off. I'll pop a link to your website in the show notes, but you, you run a, a website about travelling around the UK, don't you? I do, which is really ironic since I live here now, isn't it? But yes, I do. I, I help people plan their trip. We provide resources and information and lots of inspiration, plus a podcast about UK travel for those people who um, want to visit the UK. Plenty of people in Australia have got connections with, with the UK and obviously lots of people in North America and around the world want to visit the UK. So that's what we now do. So I get to travel back to the UK for a few months every year, which is which is lovely. Yeah, but best, best of both worlds, I say. So. It is, and I found it really useful as well because having been in Australia for eight years without doing a trip back to the UK thanks to COVID and last year we took a trip back to the UK and it was out because it was such a long time since we'd been back and um, we were able to use your website to, to navigate lots of resources and learn about lots of attractions and things that we wanted to do when we went there so it's really helpful even for expats to hop on your website as well if, yeah. if they've moved from the UK and they're going back. So you're citizens in Australia now so what, what does the future hold? Obviously more travel opportunities using Brisbane as your base? Yeah, absolutely. So um, yeah, we were very excited and very proud last September to become Australians. So myself, my husband and my daughter, we are all now dual nationality, so British and Australian. Uh, it was a bit tricky watching the football the other day, <laughs> <laughs> who, to, who to support. But yeah, so it's great. So it, it's wonderful having both nationalities and feeling settled. Obviously, um, my daughter lives here. I would imagine that my grandchildren will be Australian. So the future for us really is uh, is using you know our apartment on where we live in Brisbane as a base. When we come in and out of the country, we do spend quite a lot of time abroad traveling. But obviously, our main base is in Australia, and we spend majority of the year in Australia. Um, but it means that last year I popped off Singapore and Thailand for a month or so and came back, and then I've just been in the UK for three months. So um, Doug came over for a month. So yeah, so it's it's really useful that we've got the base, we've got the we've got the uh, apartment. But what we do plan to do and what we're hoping to do at some point in the not too distant future is to buy a camper van and go and do a lap of Australia. That's that's a dream for us. Yeah, can't we wait to do, do that. that. Yeah, oh absolutely. I can't wait. And you know something that retiring in Australia just really excites me in terms of we'll have our camper van and we're just going to take off and you know I don't particularly like the cold weather I, I like to pick when I want to have the cold weather so I'll be in the UK at Christmas which is fine um yeah I can just avoid it we'll just drive around and stay where it's warm the entire year so just live in shorts and and flip-flops and That'll be it. So you have to work for that, though. That that doesn't cool. <laughs> you, you know, you'll have to you have to go to Australia and do work before that. But yeah, so I'm really looking forward to that. And that's such a popular thing for people to do here when they retire. Is off you go in your camper van or motorhome and travel around Australia. Yeah, it's it's really really common. I know when we were traveling around before we had kids, we met so many retired couples that were doing that. And in fact, our neighbours across the road a couple of years ago sold their house, kicked their grown up kids out of the house to go and find their own accommodation, and they 
they, they bought a caravan and were going off around Australia for a year or two years or however long they wanted. Um, and our next door neighbours are just nearing nearer to retirement age and they're, they're kind of doing similar things. And just I love the idea of being able to, to go off and do that. Yeah, I'm the same as you. I don't like the cold weather. And a friend in Melbourne just sent me a picture yesterday of frost on the frosty morning and she had to de-ice her car in the morning. The idea of ever having to de-ice a car again is not for me, which is why we live in Queensland. <laughs> but yeah, I, I definitely love the idea of following the sun around Australia. But for us, we've got to wait for the kids to finish school because I'm not homeschooling as we go. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I think with, with that kind of thing, it's great to do it either when your kids are really small or you've got to deal with obviously homeschooling when they're a bit older, or you wait till they're older and they're going off doing their own thing. So we're going to be doing the similar thing to you. Um, when ours are kind of more grown up and gone, I th- yeah, I think it's a great place to retire and there's so many great opportunities here to, to explore without having to go too far. So when you're moving to Australia, I think everybody worries about whether they've made the right decision about the location. I know we agonised about whether to move to Perth or whether to move to Brisbane for so long before we finally figured that Brisbane was the right opportunity for us. What advice would you give to somebody who's trying to weigh up their options at the moment and maybe they're struggling between a couple of different city choices or towns or or different places? What, What advice would you give them to help them pick the right one? I think just look at what it is that you're after. So for us, the the nice weather was very important. So Queensland was that was was a decision made for us. But also I've got I have got friends who live in Brisbane, so that that was something else. Those saying that we moved here and they moved to Melbourne for five years, so <laughs> so don't depend on friends. So yeah, we went down to Melbourne quite a few times to visit, which was lovely. Um, so that was one of the kind of factors. I think it's just thinking about what it is that you want, and also thinking about budget because I know it has become more expensive to to move to places like Sydney and Melbourne. Uh, house prices there are, are a bit prohibitive unless you maybe you live in London and you're going to sell up a couple of million quid house <laughs> but, but for, for those of us that didn't have those funds moving over you've got to kind of consider that um, and then I guess work in terms of where where you're going to find a job but as I say you know you might come over and have that job and decide that you're going to live in Perth and you might be there for Perth for a few months and go mm, doesn't really suit us we want to go to Melbourne or we want to go to to Queensland and I've certainly got fen- plenty of friends in Perth who keep saying oh you should move over here and I guess think about things like the, the weather like it's quite humid in in Brisbane in the summer so if you're somebody who does not like that sort of weather then maybe moving further south would be something that would suit you better really yeah. I just think it's those sort of things and, and look at what that particular area offers and then just move to Queensland because it's the best <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm with you there. I do. I, I think it's pretty perfect. But yeah, definitely with the weather and things that for me, that was a huge thing. Obviously, work opportunities are huge and house prices like this is something that people say to me all the time. It's so expensive in Melbourne. It's so expensive in Sydney. But I think it very much is, as you say, it's relative. So if you move from London and you've had an expensive house in London that you've sold, you are more likely to have the funds to move to Sydney or to Melbourne. But if you're moving from like a tiny rural village in the middle of nowhere that wasn't too expensive, then it's going to feel really expensive, if it, just like it would if you were to move to London. So it's it's kind of Absolutely. keeping it all in perspective as, as you're making those decisions. But but knowing, as you say, that you can go wherever you want to go. You, you aren't tied by anything that you're doing, unless obviously you are tied because you're on an employer-sponsored visa, and there are connections that mean you have to stay there for a certain length of time. But but obviously, that's something you need to consider with the visa that you're taking on board and what commitment you're making with that. Um, otherwise, you're 
relatively free to kind of make your own decisions and go where where you want to move to get the dream life that you're looking for. So are there any tips Absolutely. that you would give to anybody just who is making the move that like is there anything that you that you know now that you wish you'd known? I wouldn't have brought anything. That 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 to me is the thing. We didn't bring very much, I have to say. We brought a bed and 16 boxes and the moving company lost the bed and part of the bed. So that didn't so we didn't ever have the bed, which was a waste of money. We brought 16 boxes over, which is mainly work stuff for me, I guess. But to be honest, now looking back, I would not have brought anything at all. It just wasn't it was so expensive when I looked at moving things over. And we did look, we thought thought, should we, you know, move this, this and this over? And it just wouldn't have been worth it. And, you know, there's plenty of places here you can go and buy furniture from. You don't have to spend a fortune on furniture. IKEA is here and most of our apartment is is beautifully decorated with by IKEA. So, you know, the, those places are here. You don't have to worry about it. To be honest, the houses are bigger in the UK, in Australia than in the UK. So, you, you know, your your sofa might look different in a, in a huge room. So you've got to think about things like that. And also when you've got stuff, it's harder to move if you come over and decide you want to re- relocate because then you're going to shell out a whole load more money to move somewhere else. So we were very lucky in that we had very little stuff so we could then relocate within a very short period of time. So do think about that. I'm, I'm sure other people, and I read lots about this before we moved here, where some people brought the entire contents of the house and it was worth it for them. Um, some people brought nothing at all. And we thought, well, bring a few things. But honestly, looking back now, I would have stuck with a couple of suitcases and that would have been yeah. it. And I think, again, like you say, it's relative to your situation as well because we moved with tiny kids shopping for all of that stuff with three kids under five would have been awful. So we brought our container of stuff with us and we were so appreciate, appreciative that we were able to do that because it meant not having to shop. But we have bought so much furniture and stuff since we got here and most of what big pieces of furniture – like we've bought since we got here, like sofas and, and things like that and TVs. and um, But it was good having having a container of stuff just to get us started when we moved over here. But I think if it had just been Matt and I moving without kids, I think we probably would have just bought a few boxes and settled up with a new, set up a new house when we got here and had it set up in the way that we wanted. And as you say, style here is quite different as well. And sizing of products like our TV here is a giant TV versus the small TV in our tiny living room in the UK, things like that. So, and also just, I want to just say how amazing I think your mindset is around travel and locations and everything. Cause I think that's just worth mentioning quickly before we finish up. I know that when we moved to Australia, everyone was like, Oh my God, it's such a huge move. You're going across the world. It's just such a big thing. We'll never see you again, but just, you just prove that you can just go where you like when you like, obviously it does cost for flights and things. Um, I know that there's lots of way of using credit cards to get points and things for flights. So a lot of people actually can travel quite cheaply by using points but you've proved it you go back to England all the time I know that obviously your your website your UK website is sort of allows you to go back and travel and explore but even before you had that website you would travel freely all the time and it it's something that you do regularly and I think it's really amazing to just it, it reminds you that the world is a really small place and we aren't tied 100% Hundred percent, and you know something—you're not tied to a decision. So if you come and you've given it a fair shot, and you've decided, you know, you've tried everything, and it's just not for you, then then it's it's fine. 
that's fine. You know, you can you can go back if that's what you want to do. Just give it enough time. I will say that because I, because I've moved so many times, seven different countries throughout my life. So it's not just not just not just traveling. I've actually lived and worked in seven different countries, and I'm talking for at least you know one to two years in those countries. You always go through that kind of phase of the the last place that you were at was was the best because you are just taking that time to adjust, and so you need to go in with that mindset of like there are going to be you know and I used to say it's not better it's different and that's the way to look at it it's like there are going to be things that are better but they're going to be things that are not better but they're, they're ultimately they're just going to be different and it's how you adapt and deal with that difference yeah. oh, I, love I that. think that's and key. now of course you're in the best place anyway because you're in Brisbane <laughs> Absolutely. Not that we're biased at all and telling everyone that they should all move to Brisbane, but I think it's pretty special here. But oh, thank you so much, Tracy. It's been really fun talking to you today. Oh, thanks, Karen. Lovely to be on the podcast. Thank you. I really loved recording that episode with Tracy. And I think for me, the biggest takeaway is that the world is such a small place. And I know that we can get hung up in our minds about how we're making this epic, huge move across the world to Australia. And it feels so final and such a big deal. But actually, Tracy proves that you can move to one country, you can move to another country, you can move to a different location, you can move to Australia and still travel. You can still see your friends and family regularly. There's really nothing stopping you. There are no barriers. And when you get here, you can travel, you can visit, you can go on holidays too, as Tracy and Doug are going off around the world for the next six months now and planning all of their adventures, but coming back to their lovely home in Brisbane at the end of it. You'll find the show notes from today's episode over on smartstepstoaustralia.com forward slash episode three. If you enjoyed this episode, I would absolutely love it if you take a moment to leave a positive review. It really helps more people find it and it will help more people creating their new life in Australia. Tune in again as we build your new life in Australia, one episode at a time.